quit a job ever redefine yourself within one ever started something in one big or failed quit it's a call-in show hopefully helping people sort out their lives reevaluate their options kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb in some cases and start something awesome i'm dan benjamin it's time to quit on the show today here physically in studio is uh Account manager and ex-producer, Hattie Cook. Hi, Hattie. How are you? Hi. And on the line, we get a uh, call-in guest with us today. Moises Chuyan. Welcome to the show. Hello, Dan Benjamin. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Very, you've been very, very good to me, Dan Benjamin. <laughs> Moises has a number of shows here on 5x5. I would love for you to check them out. The uh, The first one... There's a little show that he co-hosts with uh, with my friend Horace Dedu. It's called The Critical Path. But he has a number of shows that are all his own. It's hard to keep track of what he's doing, so I recommend that you subscribe to these immediately. The first of these shows is called Giant Size. 31 episodes in so far since November 2002 when he began the show. It's for comic book fans and more. And the second show that he hosts here it's called Screen Time. 44 episodes since August of 2012. Keeping them busy. And that one is all about things you can watch on a big screen. And right now, Moises is safely ensconced in his uh, subterranean lair, compressing video. Is that right? Uh, and sucking out the poison. Sucking out you know, the poison. So we like, have a little. Like you do. Yeah, we have a little sound bite that we play whenever we need some Moises vibe on the other shows. Suck out the poison. So. That's my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> you speak in English? So it's been a while since I've done an episode of Quit because I've been traveling a lot. And uh, and it's weird because people, you know, they seem to miss the show. They get angry if I don't if I do not do an episode of the show. They get angrier than I get during the show. The last show I did was on October 5th. Hattie, that was, uh, was that more than a week ago? Yeah. Because today is Friday, October 18th, 2013. Yep, more than a week ago. 40th show. It feels like I've done more than 40 of these shows. You're the same age as the show. Same age as the show. We had people coming in to, uh, to do interviews for the last couple weeks. Yeah, non-stop interviews. Trying to replace Moises on these shows that he does. And uh, <laughs> see what we could find. So far, no replacements, Moises. You're okay. I, uh, you know, I, I'll live to see another day. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we're, but we are hiring, uh, but listen, applications are done. We're not accepting anymore. We're done. We've in, we've done all the interviews. I, I was about to hit send. I okay. <laughs> you don't need to apply. All right. We know you. <laughs> you, you know me, you know, you don't want me. <laughs> we do want you. We wish you'd come in. You never come in. Never use the I, studio I, facilities I, that we provide. I, I don't know when you're there. I'm not allowed. I'm there every a, day. Here every day. Nine to five. Nine to five. Well, nine to seven. Nine to, usually. Yeah, nine, nine to five. seven. Uh huh. A lot of five. lot of breaks in between. <laughs> a lot of breaks. Sometimes days at a time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we've been we've been hiring for some different folks, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to find people who a are qualified, and b uh, have the right personality type, and c. Uh, you know, it's a it's just a big it's a big risk as an employer to hire somebody. It's a big it, because you're going to spend a lot of time bringing that person up to speed, and you don't know if they're going to work out or not. And in a bigger company, you've got resources you can spin that up 
it's not a big thing. But when it's your own company, especially if it, you've only got a couple of employees anyway, boy, I'll tell you. And so I wanted to talk, we've talked about it before, but I, one of the subjects I wanted to talk about is just the whole interviewing thing. For example, I love authentic, you know what, we got to put this in the show notes. I wish I had a computer. Had, could you put it in uh, this link in for me if you get a yeah. chance? To authenticjobs.com. Uh, authentic jobs. Just the whole authentic jobs Just authenticjobs.com, the, the main the main thing because it's a great site. I find lots of jobs I'm not qualified for <laughs> on there every day. That's right. Uh, but, but this company, it's a great company. Cameron mall is the guy who started this. He's a longtime friend of mine. We always post uh, our jobs there. And then another site called indeed.com almost instantaneously scrapes everything that authentic jobs has and, it's interesting. I'll hear from people either, oh, I heard about your posting on Authentic Jobs, and then the other 50%, oh, I heard about them from Indeed, because it makes it look like it's an Indeed job posting. And I think Indeed is based here in Austin. It's kind of an interesting business they, practice. They are. I, I actually know their CTO, Chris Himes, who, fun fact, his dad directed 2010. Wow. I always wanted to sit on the beach with a little app, you know, whole Apple computer with a monitor. <laughs> sit, sit out on the beach and look for sharks. So anyway, these, uh, these folks over at authentic jobs have a really nice service where you can go and you can, if you're an employer, you can post your job and, and I get a lot of applicants. And what I say on here, I'm, I try to be very clear about what I want, what I'm hiring for. And so I'll just read the audio engineer posting. So we have a little description that says what we are. And I describe, you know, what we're looking for. And in that posting, you know, I put down that it, the position is in Austin. And, you know, we were looking for people in Austin. You'd be surprised how many people who are absolutely not even here in Austin apply for the job. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that it's interesting to them, but. It's like this is a job in Austin. So many people say, well, I, you know, I'm not in Austin. Well, we need people who are in Austin. Uh, there's a lot of hands-on stuff to do. And I'll say, well, are you in Austin? Well, no, I could be. <laughs> well, Dan, Dan I, could, I could learn how to be in Austin. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a quick learner. The answer, is, the, the answer is not, I could be in Austin. The answer is, yes, I live in Austin. <laughs> and it's, it, it's just funny. And then I'll say, you know, submit. And I'll tell them what I want them to submit. And then they don't submit that like they don't attach their resume or they send an email to me. And in the email, they're like, your job sounds really neat. Let me know if you want my, well, how do I know if I want your resume? If you, you, you have to include the resume so that I know if I want to talk to you, not the other way around. And there, there was one guy who sent multiple emails demanding that I reply to him about his resume and, and, and he would like a call. Bro, this is like Craigslist. I got to know you're real. <laughs> and I say at the bottom of the job posting, please note that only candidates considered for an interview will be contacted. And I know that's kind of mean, but like we had two or 300 applicants for this. So I, I wish I could reply to all of them and, and say yes or no, I'm not going to contact you. But that's just the way it is when you're finding a job. Then the other thing that's funny is people will go and they'll apply for the job, not through the link, the big apply for this job button at the bottom of the authentic jobs page 
that, that then sends it to the correct person, which isn't me, by the way. Uh, but instead they'll ignore that and they'll send it, they'll figure it's me and they'll send an email to me and they'll say, I'm sorry for applying for this job, you know, to you directly, but well, I'm sorry, you did not follow instructions. You have automatically disqualified yourself. But, but dude, I hacked the system. But that's the thing, right? Moises is that like step one in what I would like in somebody in this role is can you follow instructions? And the instructions are click the big blue button that says apply for this job. But, but Dan, what if I come up with instructions that are outside your realm right. of understanding? I mean, what if I really, really go beyond your expectations? Yeah. In that I do the exact opposite of what your expectations are. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. It's just, it's weird to me that if you're <laughs> applying for a job and the job says i'm not this isn't mine doesn't say this but if the, if the if the job posting says send your resume and a cover letter and apply here if you don't do that you have just disqualified yourself it doesn't show gumption it doesn't show enthusiasm it shows inability to follow directions because there's a reason why i don't want you to email me directly about your about your interest in the job. I want you to click the big blue button that says apply for this job and follow the directions there because there's a, I have a process for that. And there's an email jobs at 5x5.tv that it's going to go to and that's different from Dan at 5x5.tv. There's a diff, there's a reason for that. Is <laughs> follow the directions and i remember interviewing at places and seeing candidates come through and i remember uh there was a really great post by i think it was by jason freed at 37 signals where he was talking about uh job applications and here it is right here he says how not to apply for a job by jason freed of 37 signals this is written June 16th, 2008, and it's still the most timely, up-to-date article on this I've ever read. They were trying to hire a new web designer. And he says, he talks about the 80 applica- applications that they've received. He says, unfortunately, it's not all coming up roses. It's surprising how many people don't proofread, spell check, or otherwise pay attention to the basics when applying for a job. It's a minority, but it's big enough that I was compelled to write about it. We've received applications from people spelling 37 signals as... 37 space signals with a capital S. Now, the way you spell it is 37 signals, one word, no spaces, all lowercase. And backpack as back back, base camp as bass camp, or, or, or base camp, two words. We've even got one email from someone calling high rise, high space rise. And one said how much they liked pack camp. It's, it's funny, right? He says, it's it's okay to be funny if you get the basics right. It's okay to be irreverent if you get the basics right. It's okay to take some liberties with language if you get the basics right. It's okay to encourage to have personality and be yourself if you get the basics right. And he says, I don't want to be grumpy here. I just want to be helpful. Check your spelling. Read your email. Double check everything. This is a job application, not an I am with a buddy. We appreciate when you take the time to apply, but it's a waste of your time if you don't nail the basics. That said, and he says, though, there have been some great ones. You know, and... and, uh, Another tip, when it comes to resumes, one page. This is back even in the ancient, ancient days when all we had were stone tablets. I had to have a one tablet page resume. They told us this back then. One page. I'm not going to read the second page of your resume. 
Well, look, coming from the perspective of a guy who knows something about things written on tablets, uh, <laughs> you know, having yeah. having having that kind of of uh, of knowledge built in, I couldn't agree more. The less pagination that people have to deal with, uh, the less tablets that you know someone has to walk down a mountain with. That <laughs> yeah. you know you might drop one, and then you know you've got a, a third less commandments or something like that. Yeah. It, it's it's more opportunity for things to get lost. It is. And, and think about this. Better. Think about this. For my little audio engineer or producer posting, I have hundreds of applicants for that. That's great. I love that there's hundreds of people for me to choose from. That's thrilling. If five of them are qualified, then that's five really, really great interviews that I'm going to be able to conduct with these people but I'm reading every single one of these and I'm looking at every single resume that comes in and I need to see the pertinent information about your resume. I need to see the important information about you at a glance. That's what a real resume is supposed to do. A real resume is not supposed to tell me every single thing that you've done at every single job that you've ever had. Tell me the recent stuff. Tell me the stuff that's important now. You can go into detail at the interview. You, we can go in and spend an hour talking about everything that you've done. I want to hear it if you get in through the door, through the interview, and you're only going to get in through the door to the interview if I can glance and see what you're about. One of our, uh, one of our producer applicants had a cool sort of like uh, 8-bit graphic uh, avatar of themselves that they did themselves at the top left. It was super Cool, because that said, oh, this person has some personality. But you all the say, information was there on one page. You can say Rich Stevens' name on the air. That's right. He's you applying can say, for that. You can, you, can, you can say publicly that he did that. Yeah. We had another person, and I thought this was genius. Genius. Everybody should copy this. Everyone. Listen to this. They had their, you know, everybody says uh, familiar with, and then they list the applications that they're familiar with, right? This person... Not just had that, they had a little list and then next to the list, so they had, you know, Pro Tools, Logic, Final Cut Pro, whatever. Next to them, they had little dots as if they were rating themselves on their proficiency with that tool. So next to Pro Tools, they had five out of five dots. Uh, Logic, they had four out of five, you know, with a little empty circle on the right saying, I'm pretty good with, with Logic, but I'm really good with Pro Tools. Genius. I almost want to write a resume just to do that for my own stuff because this told me what their skill set was, what their areas of interest were, what their proficiency was without a long list of things. It was visually interesting and I knew instantaneously what they were about. So smart. So smart. And in such a small uh, play, Tufty would have been proud of this, Moises. You, you hung out with Tufty, right? I haven't hung out with Tufty. Thought you were all into his books and everything. Every time I see you, you're like, oh, Tufty said... I'm I'm carrying a stack of them. Yeah. I'm handing out, I'm hanging them out to strangers. I'm handing out to, uh, to the homeless. I, I, I applaud you, Moises, and I'll tell, I'll tell everyone why. You will do whatever it takes to, to not have to fall back into the corporate stooge role. You're fighting it tooth and nail. You're not giving up either. You're not I'm giving not. up. I'm not. I'm I'm bending as 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 like a reed in the wind. In in the like a reed in the wind. See, I I'm I'm doing the I'm doing quit on no sleep. That's I right. don't think anybody's ever done quit on no sleep. <laughs> Nobody but me. Now, 
I, I've got a secret. What? Dan, what is it? I, before you uh, suddenly aggressively pushed me on to quit. Yeah. Not that I didn't like it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Uh, I, I have been, I have been hiring people myself. I've been going through this process in a different industry and a different configuration than you have. Mm -hmm. But this, this has been something that, that I've, I've had some analogous experiences. What have, Um, what have you been running into? So I mentioned the last time I was on the show that I've been working on some stuff that's taken an inordinate amount of my time and all this other stuff. It's a movie. I can't talk about what it is, what it's about and that kind of thing yet, uh, because that's, uh, I'm I'm trying to keep my signal to noise ratio livable, um, but needless to say, I've been needing to bring people into the process. The first category of people that I've dealt with that uh, have been just a joy, just a joy to deal with because it's been I, I found a way to make it entertaining rather than stressful. How'd you do it? Well. In the world of filmmaking, when people start to know what it is that you're working on, the Mm -hmm. subject matter you're working on, who you're working on it with, instantly, like, like, uh, like, uh, like cockroaches all over a New York apartment, (laughs) out of the cracks come all of these people that are volunteering to be your boss. Mm -hmm. I would love to executive produce your movie and not give any money to it myself, but maybe I could, you know, connect you with this guy that I know that gave some money to this kid who went to UT this one time. And hey, let's uh, let's go have dinner or something, and maybe kind of talk about how you should give me a fifty percent stake in your entire production when I'm not actually substantively bringing anything to the table other than me, and I'm fabulous. I'm wonderful and I'm great. I'm <laughs> great to answer to. And you know what? I'd also like to bring in this other friend of mine and this other guy. Mm. You know what? I think it'd be great if you used my lawyer and it'd be better if we incorporated it. You know what? I've got a company already. <laughs> right. And we could just we could just use this company and and just, you know, everybody be buddies and and work together great. And and that's that's the thing. That is that's one of the reasons that I've you know, I've, I've, I've told a number of people because you have to talk to people about what you're doing, but, uh, I, I've, I've been trying to get everything lined up so that we're all guns blazing and yeah. there aren't more and more people volunteering to, you know, to command the army, so to speak. Right. Um, and you know, but that you bring up an interesting point there because a lot of the people that apply again, there, there's so many audio engineers out there in the world. And they are so focused on what they're doing that they will think, oh, I'm going to start a little business as an audio engineer. And then they'll bill their services as like, they're like, oh, you know, we can partner. We can do this. Well, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not the job. And it, it, it's great. Again, like what a wonderful situation to have a company that people want to work with and work for. Yeah. But you're actually doing a disservice to yourself and to us to, to, to do it that way, like to follow the directions. Are you in Austin? Are you this, that, and the other thing? And, and it's like, you're saying people hear about something interesting and they kind of just want to be a part of it again, flattering. Right. But that's so not what you're really asking for. And I don't know. I mean, it, it's, 
it's weird. It's I haven't really talked about it much on the shows because I, I, I kind of want people who are outside who don't know. Like I want them to know what podcasting is, but I, I almost don't want this sound weird. Like I don't want fans. I want people who, who could just come in and do a job and not be, like, be excited about their job. Is that weird? I don't think that's weird at all. And I've actually run into a similar piece of it because the the director that I've attached to this project that I'm working on is a UT professor. Hmm. And she's got students that are, you know, some of them, you know, know a little bit about it because she's talked to them about it and they're very eager to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. There are others that she's selectively, you know, emailed out and gone, you know, we need someone to shoot this on this date who can do this and who has sound experience and this, that, and the other. And these folks can either do it or they can't. You can't show up on a day when you're going to either get what you need or not. And I mean, she's their professor. So she knows what they can do Mm -hmm. already to an extent. But where, where kind of the, the fan thing comes into play is in reading these 17 paragraph emails that they write her mm-hmm. begging to, you know, work on spec for deferred pay and, and that sort of a thing where she said, did you read the whole thing? And I said, I, I, I looked where there were links to Vimeo files and I watched the Vimeo files. And then I tried to scan for whatever other information I really needed. But for the most part, I actually did not read these uh, essay about the history of my life as a filmmaker since I made stop motion stuff on an eight millimeter camera when I was 10. Yeah. And it's just enthusiasm is great. Enthusiasm is wonderful. Enthusiasm is key. But getting lost in the enthusiasm is a problem. Yeah. I mean, you can be a huge fan of five by five, for example, but if you can't very quickly demonstrate the fact that your focus can be where it needs to be on the actual mission critical stuff, if if you, Dan, are going here, these are the bullet points that you really need to be paying attention to and demonstrating that you can do this and this and this and this, because this is what I need. The people that immediately rise to the top are the extreme exception of people that actually Deliver what you need. Yeah. And and there have been some of these emails that I've gotten that are like, here are a couple links to things along the lines of what it sounds like you guys are doing. Let me know if you need something different because you guys know what you're shooting better than I do. And those people immediately, I'm like, great, give me this person. Mm-hmm. And then I get an email back from, uh, from, from, from this director and she goes, oh yeah. And, and, uh, this person, she uh, she was in the Marines and, uh, you know, she was there for 10 years and she sh- shot combat. And I was like, well, OK, yeah, I'm re- I'm yes, of course. Why didn't you mention that? First of all, uh, I'm thinking, but OK, great. This is this is fantastic. It, it Every single time it turns out to be better than I had already assumed it was just based on the fact that they were to the point, got the fact that I'm dealing with an email inbox like anybody else is the days that has thousands of messages in it and don't have the time to read this dissertation on who they are as a person. You know, that's, that's lovely that they can elaborate to that extent. And I, I'm, I'm glad that they took some English lit classes, but I'm, I'm much, much more interested in people that cut past all the superfluous stuff. Yeah. Cutting, cutting through the BS. And that's the thing is that I feel like people are worried that if they're if they're submitting that resume or whatever that that they are like somehow I'm not going to get the clear or whoever's interviewing them 
is not going to get the clear picture of who they actually are unless they put every single thing down on the paper. And that's generally not the case. Uh, if, if you're a hiring manager and you can be a hiring manager and a person of one with six months of experience, or you can be, you know, somebody like me who spent way too much time, you know, behind a desk under fluorescent lights, like as a hiring manager, as somebody in there, you're thinking about bringing somebody in, you're going to get the gist of the person and you can do that very easily with the really good, with a really good resume. And the worst thing that I see back to like what Jason Fried was saying is if you're going to do a cover letter, don't take the same standard cover letter that you've written a million times and paste the name of my company into that cover letter with a little one sentence description of how you think you can work and then have that be a different font and different font size so that it's so obvious what you just pasted. It's, this happens all the time. If you're going to do it, do it right. Because this is what the work is going to be that you're going to do for me. The document that you're creating that's a cover letter. That's supposed to impress me and make me want to talk to you. Can't be a form letter. And it can't have the sentence about 5 by 5 be pasted in in a different font. At a different type size. I'll notice that. And I'm not going to overlook it. I'm not even going to, co- to talk to you now. Because if that's the kind of work that you do when you're trying to make a good first impression. Then I can only imagine what the work will do. What the work you'll do will be on Wednesday at 3 p.m. when you're bored. I can't, I, you know, and you will be bored. Because you're bored writing that, that cover letter to try and get a job with. There's so much that, that we can do today. You know, you know, people will send links. Here's links to work that I've done. Well, that's neat. But you still have to have a really great introductory paragraph in your email. You still have to have a really great resume. And it's so, it's weird because, did you see this thing? Hattie, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Hop? Hmm. this email this new application hop no i thought you were talking about the the easter bunny movie but okay so this is this is hop right here hattie looks like google voice so (laughs) uh it is this thing that is supposed to it's an application for ios uh-huh. And of course, they have you wait in line, just like uh, yeah. the mailbox folks did. And I interviewed the mailbox guy, and I said, "We're going to see a lot of apps that make people and wait in line." Right? Called it right. There's forty-seven thousand two hundred thirteen people in front of me, and apparently, what this app is supposed to do is it's supposed to make emails look more like instant messages. Interesting. So, if you watch the video, which is in the app and also on their website, that's cool. It is supposed to, so it, it, it changes it so that the email back and forth between you and somebody else looks more like an instant message. And it, with all lowercase and missing punctuation and everything. And it's basically, I am over email now. And or email over I am. People are saying that this is innovative and revolutionary. And there's a quote from Scoble on there talking about, this is the first time I've seen innovation in email in years. This is exactly what I don't want my email to be. Right. Why don't I just add everybody on I am then? I, 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 you know, maybe I'm old and fashioned. one word conversations 
<laughs> right and and just Lulz, in, bro check out my cover letter right what? and in the video it even shows the the girl using it who's just you know she's very she's you know maybe 22 years old she's walking around the city hopping on a train or a bus and you know just like walking around having these happy ims with her friend but they're not ims they're email why why don't you just text them <laughs> it's bad enough that you know that people are are using terrible punctuation and all lowercase and, and smiley sen- faces sentence fragment like and- emails are last bastion of hope for r- adult communication anywhere like why turn it into yeah. i am i don't want that can i got I, the app anyway but can i say one of these no offense but i think i totally mean offense to to the scoble guy in the realm of movie reviewers mm-hmm. there are guys like gene shallot who are who who will say you know flight takes you to new heights you just stuff that drives you crazy for me that's what scoble has turned into with apps where he's like this app does things no other app has done exactly the way that this app does it yeah amazing he likes everything it's just so great the way that the way that here and i think i'm typical of somebody in a position to hire the way that you can impress me when you know that I'm going to get hundreds of other applicants, the way that you can pre- impress me, number one, follow the instructions in the job posting. Does right. it say to send your resume? Then send your resume. Does it say to send a cover letter? Yeah. If not, don't send one. Right. I don't need to read your cover letter unless I've asked to read your cover letter. If it just says get in touch, then may- then then maybe all they want is an email saying, "Hey, I'm." If it says I'm you have to be in yeah. Austin, then then be in Austin. Right. That I, mean, I don't understand how much more clear we could have been. You know, it was like, I think the first line of our posting or something was like, "We're looking for this you person in Austin." Must be in Austin. Yeah. And people were like, "How Austiny? Yes, you have to be here." Oh well. Oh well. You know, and if and and I think that it, if right here it says at the top of the five by five associate producer page, it actually shows Austin, Texas. Maybe people just think that that's our location. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I should put in here in all caps. You must be in Austin. The thing is, we actually get a lot of Austin applicants yeah. this time around, which is great. But I'm not hung up on this. I'm hung up on just following instructions because this is the first impression. This is the way to get through that first barrier into the actual interview. And what about when you're in the actual interview? Well, I've got a lot of tips about that too, but I see that we've got a number of callers. So let me do our first sponsor. And then I want to talk about how to actually be in an interview based on the people who've interviewed in here, Hattie. And you were in on a lot of those interviews. Yeah. Uh, Now, I will say that of the people that we saw and mm-hmm. interviewed mm-hmm. majority were good they, i agree there um, really was only i'm not but we're i not think gonna... it's because we if we had just interviewed everyone that had applied uh-huh. that was in austin i don't think that that would have been the case um, out of all those applicants we only did me, three four five six seven in, seven interviews eight yeah like yeah which is you know out of hundreds yeah and um i don't know it's just my and I, I, I know that you guys kind of covered this already, but just the resumes. No, okay, forget the information that's all wrong in all of the resumes. Just the f- straight design of the resumes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For designer, it actually hurts to look at them. But you're in physical like, pain. To the point where I'm now judging you based on the visual quality of your resume. <laughs> so what... 
what would you like to see visually as a as a a person with a a solid design background? What right? And and not everybody's right, going to have exactly. a design background, but what 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 are what your recommendations be- for what they do? One font, one just font. one, please, just one. So if you're going to pick. Please Georgia, pick Georgia. Times New Roman, Times New Roman. Stick with it. Doesn't even you, matter what you, it is, you can right? Maybe throw in a bold of the would, same. Would, would you even let them get away with something like Courier or Comic Sans or? Oh my well, gosh! Comic Sans. As, long, as long as it was one typeface, right? Uh, almost, almost. You know, like that. That would be better than having Georgia and. Yes, uh, that would be better. I think. Uh, put. Do not paste images behind your resume like of of rolls of film curling up through the like don't no please no i don't want to see it yeah (sighs) there's a lot like that and there and it's like obviously this is like a a photo or whatever an image that was like 10 pixels by 10 pixels and they've just blown it up to the whole page Mm -hmm. oh my gosh um gosh what else was bad did anybody do one that was like their pet that is also their twitter avatar <laughs> no, no not this time not. around but just okay flush left name address phone number and when i mean address i don't mean your mailing address i mean where you currently are oh i have a mailing address in michigan but i live in austin like how, am I, supposed, how am I supposed to know that put, put your phone number on the resume right uh Put your email address Put your on your email resume. address on your resume. I will look at that. Okay. Did, did now, you get any that, that had like the phone number crossed out and, and, <laughs> and like no. yeah, another like, number? Yeah, or different area code. Uh, no. And then uh, indent. Now, Dan, this is where, you know, you're an employer. You can kind of change what I'm saying. But what would you start with? I always heard that you start with your experience mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Then your education, mm-hmm. and then extra skills at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always heard to put it in order of the most recent thing yeah, first. Correct. Please put years. Please yes, put years. Thank on your you resume. very much. I. You know what? There we got so many resumes. But I'm that like, this didn't... person looks great. Oh well, too bad that they're like, you know, they've done. They've have thirty five years of experience right. in something like. For an internship, that's kind of not what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, that putting in the years of, and you know what else? In the education section, I'd like to know when you attended the college that you attended. You know, if it was in 1995, fine. It's in 1995. I don't, I just want to see that. Don't, don't just say that you graduated from this school, I need to see the 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 time that you spent in the school. Don't be embarrassed if it took you five or six years to get through. I don't care about that. Yeah. If there's a story there and you make it through, you can tell me the story. Also, I will be more impressed with you if you put yourself through college over six years than if mommy and daddy put you through it in four. Why? Because it shows that you wanted to improve your life and improve yourself and right. that you could put yourself through school that's impressive to me. Don't be embarrassed of that. I don't oh. care if you went back to school later. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Let me see the be, years. Are you going to do a good job? That's all really that matters. Let me see the years. Um. Oh gosh, what else was really bothersome? Um, I I do I do like to see a I love a one to two sentence description of what it is that you are seeking, but it can't be something like to be the best I can be. No. Right. Like don't. 
Everyone's read that. Don't write it. Give me your Try career goals. And you know what? I know that your career goals are not, I want to work at five by five for the rest of my entire life until I'm dead. Right. Like that's not a reasonable career goal like, for anyone to have. Goal. Except well, maybe me. <laughs> I would really well, love. I mean, anybody other than Dan that would say that, right. I would, I would, my response would be to ask them to seek help from a medical professional. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, and I think, I think it's interesting because, uh, the way that people will phrase that first sentence describing what they're looking for. I also, uh, I also always find it interesting when they do, when they do that sentence of a one, like a one to two sentence description of what they are. You oh, know? like a fun seeking blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Because the, <laughs> I don't want someone your, seeking fun. This Let isn't me, your dating profile. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the way that after somebody. I think I did that on my resume. Though. After somebody gets in here uh, and 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 gets through that first round of, did you follow instructions? Are you in Austin? Okay, so that's like through step number one. Did now you I have, have any terrible misspellings in your in your email? Did you change fonts in your cover letter? Is your is your resume legible? Once you make it past that stuff, now I'm going to tell you what I do after I start considering you as an applicant. But first, I am going to do our sponsor. Show is brought to you by Squarespace. Our friend Little Ryan personally came and met with us. Including the CEO of Squarespace, who I get to, to talk to for about an hour. We need to get really him great. on this show. Yeah, he needs to be on this show. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a tree, free, a tree trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com. The offer code there is STOOGE10. STOOGE10. These folks are great. And what they build is great. And I'm going to point now where the more time I have to spend building my own stuff the less I want to. I just want to go and use a great tool. I don't want to think about any of the issues that go with it. I don't want to think about security. I don't want to think about updates. I just want to go in and start creating content, start creating sites. And that's what Squarespace lets you do. They have two really cool new features. Audio collections. It's a brand new tool for musicians. You upload music directly to Squarespace and easily share your albums right from your own website, complete with beautiful integrated player, album art display, you name it. This is just integrated right into regular old Squarespace. So you can have a, a blog along with it. You can have your photo galleries along with it. You can have the e-commerce stuff built in. And they also have something that is so cool. Speaking of commerce, they have this amazing new 3D visualizer for shipping. It's so cool. They've taken all the factors of shipping into account. Not only do you enter in your product weight and carrier options, but they have 3D package algorithms that help you understand the exact amount of items and how they will fit into the box that you are sending it with. It's the coolest thing. Built it really in, is the coolest uh, thing. Freight computation. So you, they pick USPS, they pick UPS, they see FedEx. It's going to go and send the size and dimensions of that box with the weight over to that carrier and come back and give them an actual shipping cost and add it into the total so you don't have to pad the cost of your stuff to make sure you're covered. Anyway, squarespace.com. It's going to start at eight bucks a month, 10% off. And you'll be supporting the show if you use the offer code STOOGE10. Thank you very much to Squarespace.com for supporting Quit 5x5. Now. Can I say something real quick about this this Squarespace for Musicians thing? Go ahead, caller. For a second, I was saying to myself, I wish they had Squarespace for filmmakers. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Honestly, you know, if you forget the music collection yeah. side of things, yeah. the, the bones of what's in here, the events calendar, contact form, mailing list, social media integration, that kind of stuff is perfect. 
if you're doing an indie production and you want to build your site around, let's say you're, you're doing something like what the indie game, the movie people did. They were at XOXO the first year um, where they literally toured around the country and it was super grassroots and them just doing it themselves. You know, they're calling it Squarespace for musicians, but you know, I, I think, I think it's the, the Trojan horse for just Squarespace for creative people making stuff that want to get it out there and sell it. And I, I, I'm, I'm digging into it myself uh, just over the last couple of days. And it uh, it has more applications than just for musicians. You can you can you can do whatever you want with it. That's the cool part about Squarespace is like, even though the like you're saying, oh, it's for musicians, but it's like you can force that to be whatever you need it to be. That's awesome. Make it whatever you want. Go check them out. Squarespace.com. I'm looking at my resume right now. Yeah. Um. Don't cry. Don't yeah, cry, it's not, There's no crying. It's on not you. that There's bad. There's no crying in Quitball. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, but I had a lot of crafting done on it. Really, I mine's super bare bones. It's like experience. Then I have one, two, three. That's all. But I have you know four what? things. That's it. And I have Good. the place. And then, okay, so I'm just going to read it. It's fine. Yeah, read it. Wyatt Brand slash, what did I do? Graphic designer. Austin, Texas. Where was it? May 2011 to August 2011. Right, done. Like that's it all shows you what need you do. to know. And, and you know what? And that's all I need to. And you know what? If you make it if past you that first point, you need to know like, all the things that I did there. I filed papers. I did layouts for the uh, HEB magazine. Like you don't need to put all that in there. They'll ask if they're if they want to know. Right. I don't need a list of the 50 things that were your responsibilities. I'll find that out. Give me a general idea of what you did. I know enough. As and, as and a, I need as a to know grown you. Adult, right. you know what a graphic designer does, right? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I know you may have used Photoshop and Illustrator, but you know what? Under sk- uh, proficiencies and skills or software applications, you can put down what you use there. Okay. Then next, I have honors. You know what else? And you know what else? People take stuff for granted. We've had uh, applicants who listed Google Docs under their proficiency. That's awesome. That's what we need to hear. We like, use Google Docs like crazy here. I need to know if you've used it. Right. I don't, could well, put of course, I know Google Docs. Skills. Like, don't make me ask you that. Do you use a Mac or a PC more? Don't list both. Yeah. Prefer Mac or prefer right, Windows. Like Whatever. There, yeah. Let me know that. Down to down to down to time tracking software. Like, right. I want to know if somebody has used Harvest. Right. Or right. Exactly. In terms of project management, I want to know if somebody has interacted with Basecamp or Salesforce or stuff that people take for granted. Like Google Docs is a great example, but. You know, stuff that they've sponsored various five by five shows, and that's how I came to know them. It's right. like Igloo. Yeah. Um, but I want to know if people know how to use these things because I have a very particular workflow and I'm not going to suddenly start using something else uh, just because they can't use it. Microsoft uh, Silver Bulb or right. whatever. I don't know. I don't know what their project management software is anymore. Um, but that, that's like, that's absolutely at the top of my list. Like, yeah. you know, office is great. Okay. You know how to type and do slides. <laughs> Good. But yeah. in terms of stuff that actually involves working with other people, not just sending documents to other people like that, that is, that is what nine times out of 10, I'm most wanting to know that it's like, I'm talking to a brick wall. Yeah. And I have my honors cause I was fresh out of school and I have my education where I went to school here and abroad and then technical skills so that's like what i can actually use what programs and stuff and then like i also threw in some fun things in there i did like 
screen printing, relief printing, digital and traditional photography. You never know when somebody might be like, oh, we do a lot of product shots and you have photography skills. That's awesome. We can do that, too. You know, um, and then I have my personal skills. Well, which so is I want to I, I got to respond to some people in the chat room. Jay Becker, okay, go. Jay Becker go talking to you. Me. Yeah, you better respond to Jay Becker says totally acceptable oh, to yes. have like a nice serif for headers and sans serif for content. No. Back in the, in the old days, on our stone tablet days, we the rule was you pick a sans serif font for headers and a serif font for text or vice versa. But mm-hmm. usually that was the rule. That's very old school. It is old school. That's uh, why I said yes if done correctly. I, I, I just, I'm going to say no. I'm going to override your override. polite response to him <laughs> and say no. One font. I, if you want to get really fancy pick, and yeah, do and doll up your resume, has, or pick a font family that has, I'm I'm skimming these things. Make it easy. Don't make me wonder what section is what. Data. Right. I want make Tufty proud. Give me the most basic data that you can give me. I want it simple and straightforward. The less every time you change a font. I am distracted. And I'm not, I don't mean I as in Dan. I mean I as in the reader. Mm-hmm. There has to be a reason. You're giving me a reason to sigh. Right. You're giving me a reason. Gi- um, changing font sizes. There needs to be a reason to change the, right. the it's font t- the It's font hierarchy. Size. Make a nice hierarchy in like, oh, all of my headings will be this. All of my little information will be this. I will not change it too many times. There shouldn't be seven different kind, you know, Virginia says it kind of depends on the, I know I like Virginia. Yes. But she's so I'm going to be nice to her. She says it kind of <laughs> depends on the company or role. Some recruiters have encouraged me to format things differently for their internal preferences. That's a little bit different. First well, that's of all, also very well, corporate. First too. of all, they're the first of all, they're wrong. Second of all, you have to do what they say to do if they're recruiting you for something. I remember those days. Right, recruiter says, like, please format it like this or use this font. Or, or, use or this if that. you're filling out an online application where it's like experience here, right. paste that like here's this. Fine. Oh, that's fine. You can't get around it but here's the thing virginia they're asking you to do it and by doing it you're following instructions do it the way they want but i'm saying if you're going to send a resume to me and to most sane human beings out there pick a font stick with it headings a little bit bigger and bold and then the content get to the content data i would rather see a courier thing with everything all one font and just things a little bit indented that's fine it's fine. I just give me something that's complete and gives me the information I need and then I can just get through it. It sounds like what you're saying is is top priority, get to the point, get the data there, and then the second step needs to be adaptively communicate. And I like I I I see what Virginia is saying and I I don't think it necessarily even runs counter to what you're saying. Because if say I were applying for a job with 5 by 5 then I would know that there is a certain way that I should put certain things in there that I know that you're going to be responsive to because I listen to the shows. I know the workflow that you guys usually go with in terms of apps that you use and things that you you want to know that I can just jump in and start working now and there's not going to be this huge ramp time Yeah, because I know that about the way that 5 by 5 works internally. Because I don't get lost in just being a fan and right. my enthusiasm and everything because I listen to the way the nuts and bolts actually go together. And with what Virginia is saying, you're, you're doing effectively the same thing by responding to yeah. the style guidelines that a recruiter is wanting and that a particular corporate infrastructure wants to see. Mm-hmm. That's like, I, 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 don't, I don't see there being a conflict there. Okay, so uh, 
Richard A. says, what if you failed out of college and went back to school at a different college? Then then list the two tenures that you time you spent at the college. I went to, you know, I went to uh, UT from these two years. And then I went to this school from these two years. And if there's a gap, I will notice that there is a gap. And I will assume that for some reason you stopped going to school and then for some reason decided to go back. And if the, if you make it past the first stage, I will ask you about that. If it matters to me, it might not matter. It might only matter that you have the degree in the thing that I want you to have the degree in for this job. You have it. Did you graduate? Do you have a degree? Is that a requirement? Great. Maybe it's not even a requirement that you went to college, but don't try and hide it. Don't try and uh, just list the second one. List the first one. Be honest about it. Don't be embarrassed about it. Be, be glad that you finished school. Be glad that you went two years. Be glad that you went one year because there's another applicant that went zero years and you're, you have more experience at school than them. Last thing I'll say is... Richard A., you're wrong. He says, I've never put my first college on a resume. If I failed out, I don't think it should go, and I completely disagree with you. I think you're nuts. You're, he's deleting part of his personal record. Right, and in fact, maybe he's falsifying information. He went to school, and he's not listing it. Why? Now he has an incomplete resume. Now his resume is incomplete. He's omitting information. Maybe he's going to in- omit information on the job. Also, Be proud of whatever page. school you went. You failed out. Like, that doesn't bother me. You failed out of school. Be, be proud of the fact that you finished school later and say, you know what? I wasn't ready for college at that time. Why'd you fail out? I'm not going to ask you why I failed out. You can tell me that. It's not a hit against you. Maybe maybe if I'm trying to you know hire Harvard Law student graduates, you know, fine. This is the real world. In the real world, stuff happens. You're not running for president. Don't Frankly, be ashamed. People, people who run for president get away with a lot worse. And see, so ECC1977 says, I think that makes sense. In the end, the resume is marketing and you get to pick and choose what you include so that it paints you in the best light. That's exactly what I don't want. I, I want, want the, the facts. whole package. I want the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Don't show up here with a resume that's painted out to make you look pretty. Of course right, you want to put your best foot forward. Job. But show, tell, tell me all of the information. Now, listen. If you're if you're applying for a job, I'm talking this is a little bit more of a focus on entry level positions, but it still holds up with more professional level positions. Here's the thing. If you've been working for 10, 15, even more years in the industry, I don't need to see that you worked as a bag boy at Publix and, you know, when you were 14. Yeah, that's just that's not applicable. But you can't pick and choose what you did in your career. If you worked at a place, you can't leave it off. You work there. You've got to list it. If it's if it's within and here's my ruling on this. It, really, what's most important is what you've done in the last five years. I was just about to say that anything before that don't need to put that. Yeah. You can put underneath it. Well, what do I do? Am I lying? No. Previous work experience available upon request. Dan, what if you're proud of a very like if you had a really great job that you were really proud of like 10 years ago? Yeah. Is it still relevant? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what it is. 10 years ago, I'm not sure how relevant that is. Certain fields and certain industries it is. But 10 years ago, the stuff that I was doing 10 years ago, yes, it still forms a basis of how I got now. But you know what I'm more proud of if I'm applying for a job? I'm more proud of. My example is kind of a weird one, but I'm more I'm more proud of the work that I did building five by five as a company. I'm more proud of working as a CTO of a startup in San Francisco and a CTO of a hosting company before that. I'm not going to go all the way back to when I was a system administrator running SunOS 413 and applying patches at 2 a.m. and rotating backup tapes like 
you can that's tell them not that relevant in to 2013 anyway. Yeah. It's not relevant. You've got to be relevant. Richard, I think if you failed out of your first college, put it on there anyway. You still went there. And it doesn't have, you don't have to write failed out. Like it's just put the college on there, the years. And then if you went to school again, put that on there. It just looks like you transferred. And then you can tell them that in the interview that you decided to go to another school or it wasn't working for you at the time. Doesn't matter. Don't be ashamed. I want to see all of the data. Let me come to my own conclusions. Yeah. You never know. Maybe the person interview interviewing you failed out of school, too. No, maybe all of a sudden you missed a chance to have a secret handshake camaraderie with that person. Who knows? You know, oh, you went to Rice. Well, then you must know this bar. See, I think more and more in the chat room, more and more in the chat room, I think people are 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 talking about resumes as an advertisement for the person. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of facts. I'm a fan of actual data because that is you. Did you fail out of school? I don't care. That's it still needs a part to be you. on there yeah. because you know what? That taught you something. I yeah. really don't. I really don't think applying for a job is a marketing uh, position. That better not be. Don't, I really, really don't think that it is. I don't need to. You know, don't make yourself out to be better than you are. And I say that obviously with caution. Everybody wants to seem when they're applying for a job. You want to, like you said, put your best foot forward. But like, don't do it to the point where you're like. Where it's almost a lie. You know? It's a lie if it's not accurate. Yeah. All right. So so listen to this. Jay Becker. I'm going to pick on Jay Becker. I like him. Or her. Don't know. Male, female. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Call it a him. One goes one way. It goes the other yeah, way. So what? Okay, so what? So what? He says, my resume is four pages, but that's standard for my position. Even short. In some specific industries, yes. I, I I understand that it may be necessary to list in that kind of detail. Mm-hmm. Educator CVs, like seven pages. And I think that that, that is a special case. But, uh, you know, I'm not a hiring manager in any industry that would ever want a four-plus page resume. To me, that's the kind of thing that it's it's such a special case if if you're in the technology industry especially if you're a designer if you're whatever there's so much else i have had people create little websites mm-hmm. that were like here's why i want to work at 5 by 5 and they put up a video and they did things like that that's really cool do fun things to make but you that's stand supplementary out supplementary right. to following the instructions if i ask you to send your resume don't make me a video of you talking about why you'd be the perfect right. person Send to work your at resume five by five. and then say, hey, I also did something fun. Check it out if you have the time. Yeah, don't hand in an exam that's all extra credit. Yeah. Richard A. is saying, I worked at a place for two nights part-time. Should I put that on the resume? No. Yeah, I don't... I mean, that's not it's a more, job. It's more if it's like, if it's a relevant, you know thing or like if it made an impact on you bad or good two nights that's not enough for someone to know what you're about or anything yeah so so then how do you quantify when to list something and and when when not to list something it's 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 tricky it is tricky because like if you worked at a summer job 
seven years ago? No, don't list that. If you worked at a summer job this summer, yeah, let me know what you've been. We had an applicant who came in today and, uh, and, and she has just moved to Austin and she's been working at a restaurant waiting tables. I could tell she was not proud of that. She has a degree and she wants to be using her degree. She's not ashamed that she was a waitress. Okay, that's not like that. But it's like she says, yeah, I've been waiting tables here at this restaurant. And gosh, She's I, like, but I'm really, I'm really to ready out. to get out of that. Now, the, if you're a waiter or waitress or a server, whatever the PC term is I'm supposed to be using for that. Like, that's fine. Server, I believe. Right. Yeah. So if you're a server at a restaurant, like there's there's nothing good or bad about that. That's what you're doing right now. And if anything, that should be a motivating factor. And you should be able to say, yeah, this is what I'm doing right now. You know, you hear that water? Yeah. It sounds like there's uh, water dripping through in a wall or something. (laughs) I don't think they'll be able to hear that. We'll tell Craig. Feed her sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But, you know, I think that if the if there are. You know, if the and now Jay Becker's talking about gaps. I need to know what, what went on. But really what's relevant is what you've been up to the last five years. We have plenty of people who are just getting out of school. Like right. I I just graduated in, you know, it's an entry level position. I just graduated in it. And listen, something else I'll tell you not to be afraid of. Don't be afraid to say a lot of the time. Uh, an employer is going to have a salary range in mind for for mm-hmm. the specific job. Maybe it's 20K, maybe it's 120K. They're going to have a salary in range their in their mind. Yeah. And I think it's very useful and helpful uh, to ask that of the employer if it's not posted. What is the salary range for this job? Of course, you're doing this in person in the interview if they don't if they don't tell you. And I think if they ask you, what salary range are you looking for? What salary range are you comfortable with? Refer to your last job. At my last position, I was making $55,000 a year. Or at my current position, I make $55,000 a year. Now, that, that doesn't necessarily tell them what you want or what you need. They know you want that or more. They know you might take a cut. And they also are going to know, okay, that's good for me to know because our position, actually, we, we pay more than that. They're not going to play around with you. Oh, we're going to get them cheaper. We're gonna get, we were going to pay 65 but now we're going to pay 50 They're, they're, not, they're, they're sure really they're not, not going to do that. They're not going to insult you by being like, oh, this is a, uh, you know. Right. We, we can only offer 20 k Well. Well, I was making 120 k in my last place. <laughs> right. It's like, why should I even be sitting here? Like, right. Or, the, or yeah. the, if they're changing careers, which we see a lot. People would say, well, I made 55K at my last position, but I understand but that I'm changing careers yeah. and and I know that this job would probably pay pay less. So I, I expect that I'll be taking a pay cut. Be honest. Maybe they'll surprise you. But I have never once out of all the times I've ever hired somebody, if somebody came in and told me they were making less, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay them less then. Never. Maybe I'm special. But there's usually a salary range and employers this is this is something people need to know hattie employers generally want to pay their employees well unless they're jerks and you don't want to work there right. i would love for my employees to say i'm making this and i feel like i'm you know i make a good salary i want them to feel like they make yeah. a good salary i want them to feel well compensated and i still want to leave room for to give them more 
especially if you want to keep your employees and especially if you want them to remain happy and things like that. It's like Virginia, you know. Virginia saying that I overestimate people that if you're applying to a crappy employer, they'll absolutely use that knowledge to lowball you. That you shouldn't be working. There. Don't go to a crappy employer. Don't go to then you don't want to be there. <laughs> If you if you tell them I I was making fifty k at my last job and they offer you thirty k and you can't take the pay cut and you don't want to work there and go away, this it, is about having integrity. Well, I do integrity. It, it, it feels like your 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 Marco's been off five by five for so long that you're 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 pulling a Marco pull quote of well turn your nose up at this. Okay, that's fair. That's refuse, fair. Refuse refuse this salary that you do not need because you are so much better than them. And your betterness. Will okay, so what should pe- okay? Good point. What should people do? It's it's a t- it's uh, to quote one of my favorite movies. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> I think I, it depends know, I, I on know. if you're. It's, it can it can be a no win. Like I've gotten I've gotten lowballed like crazy, just because they felt like, well, they they would they would lead with that and see what I would respond with. And then, then me as the as the prospective employee looking at my prospective employer is like, well, how do I, how do I play this to where they're not going to basically make this the only thing that I get because of the way that I react to this? Like that, like that's the really dicey thing is when there is that opening, when there is that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I like I, I I've I you know I've I've looked at a bunch of things over the last couple of years. And I've seen more of it where listings are very resistant to listting the salary on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, to if, some if, extent, well, to some what extent if you, because if, if they could avoid hiring a 30 year old like me and hire a 23 year old that they can pay half, mm-hmm. then that half is what they're going to try to lock that position in at. Because, the, you know, every, everywhere is, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to cut down on overhead and get you know get uh, get things in under budget i it's well, it's what it's, if you what if you're sitting there you know and you're being interviewed and you're like well they haven't asked the question yet about salary what if you beat them to it and say i was wondering how much this position was offering see what they say turn it back around on them you know would you ever sure. say that that's a good idea sure or or you know what Generally, i've had people say you know what i've had people say to me when i yeah. when i've said well can can you give me an idea of your salary expectations you know, or would you be would you be interested in sharing what you'd like to get? Right, you uh, can here. say no. Yeah. You can say I'd, I, and I've had people say this. I'd I'd prefer to just get receive your offer, and I'd say that's fine. Yeah, that doesn't and, that, that that's and fine. That, and that like that that for me is 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 the response that I would want to get. If I don't get that response, then I, as the prospective employee, am concerned. Generally, the way that I play it and the way that that, you know, I feel is kind of the gentlemanly way to do it is the interview is going to be the interview. And if you're immediately asking about salary and throwing money out there, that's it's you're you've screwed up already. You don't do that. If it's something that they voluntarily bring up as, you know, this is what the you know range is, if they're thrilled with you and overplaying their hand, you know, is that is that going to work for you? Something like that. That's a good sign. They're eager to get you. Um, but a lot of times I've found that the interview goes the way that it's going to go generally goes pretty well. And then it gets, it's, uh, you know, I hate to make dating analogies to Mm -hmm. job interviews, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it's apt. It's the point where the conversation just kind of hits a lull and it's like, 
So now what do we talk about? That that is generally the sweet spot where the you know prospective employee generally gets the do you have any questions for me mm-hmm. from the prospective employer and there, it's totally fair and totally reasonable to lead off with the, well, what salary range were you looking to hire this position at? But it, it's, I mean, it's a case-by-case thing. You know, there, there, there are many game plans for how the interview itself plays out and at what point different things happen. Mm-hmm. But everybody is working on their own variant of it, and there's no one single, you know, book or guide that you can get. Mm-hmm. You've got to be ready to roll with the punches, but I, 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 you know, I, I would, I would, I would, I would step back a little bit from 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 me going after you, um, to say that there there is definitely a point where your dignity and self respect is on the line, and you're setting the tone for how much you're going to allow yourself to be taken advantage of mm-hmm. potentially by an employee you're, you just may not want to work for. It's, just, it's going to be an abusive relationship from the start. But, you know, here's something that people often forget is that almost everything is negotiable when it comes to a job. So that, let's say I'm making 100K and I'm asked this question of, well, what are your salary expectations? I have absolutely no problem saying to them, why well, make 100K here at my current job? I have no problem saying that. Because you know why? Because I've walked in there armed with knowledge. What is my knowledge? I know how big their company is, if it's public. I know how long they've been in business. Usually that's public. I know how many people work there because I've asked that in the interview. All these are things that I've asked in the interview. I've also done research and said, oh, I'm applying for a uh, senior systems analyst two position. I've done research of how much those people get paid in this area. I also know how long I've been working. I know what I've made before. And so that I'm perfectly confident saying I make 100K, but I understand that a position like this probably is in the 100 to 120K range. Is that accurate? And they could say, yes, that is correct. Well, great. I've walked in. I've had so many job interviews where they've said, what are your salary expectations? And my response is, I know that the range for the position is, is about this, or I can respond to them with a question. Well, what's the salary range? That you can hire within. Or what have you budgeted for this yeah. position? You can ask, ask, answer a question with a question. It's a negotiation. That doesn't mean it's a hardcore negotiation and I'm a closer. It just means you can respond by asking a very genuine question. Well, what, you know, what have you budgeted for? Or, I, you know, I'd rather not say I'd rather just receive an interv- uh, you know, a, a, a job offer from you if you think I'm a qualified candidate. That's fine. But there is an answer. And I don't think having a conversation is bad. In fact, and regardless of, uh, you know, genderism, ageism, things like that, I don't think these are hardcore negotiation tactics. I think this is talking about maybe going to work somewhere. And the more open and honest that the company is about, well, this is what I think we can afford to pay. Is Would that work for you? Now give them a range. Give them a 10K range. Or the more you make, make it a bigger range. If If you think you want to make 20 to 30K a year, say, well... I was I was hoping to be in the twenty to thirty. I'm not going to turn around and say, "Well, you said twenty, so I'm going to give you 20. It's not going to work that way if you're working for someone who's honest, because what they want to do is they want to pay you more. A good employee employer wants to pay you more. A good employer wants you to feel well compensated. A good employer understands that that salary is what's in large part going to help keep you there and keep you happy. 
And if they don't understand that, I'm not trying to pull a Marco on this, but if they don't understand that, then that should, should you just reevaluate should why you, you evaluate why you want to work there. Now there are certain places I remember one time when oh we gotta end this. It's about valuing. I remember when I was having... I was interviewing at uh, you know what I think it was FedEx, and this was in in uh, in Central Florida many 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 years ago. And I had uh, was sitting there in the interview, and they said, "Well, what are your salary expectations?" I forget what I what I was making back then, but I said, "Well, I make this at, at the current job," and they're like, "Well." Um, that would be a little over the top range of what this job pays for. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm not sure that will work for me. Uh, I was actually looking to try to make more than I was making now. Right. And, they, and, and they looked at me and they're like, well, this is FedEx. The implication being you, you don't just want to work for FedEx, period. Like that's not enough for you to just drop everything and take a salary cut and come work at Fed. For me, the answer was no, it wasn't. There were plenty of people who were like, yeah, I'll take a cut because I want FedEx. I want the benefits or I want the whatever. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was actually no, I, I can't take a cut. So, all right, listen, we get a couple calls I got to get to. People have been on hold for I, an hour. We got to take the calls, Moises. I just wanted to throw a quick calls. Uh, tiny little Apple story. Calls. I had the same experience with Apple yeah. where it was the, well, don't don't you want to be blessed by the magical supremacy of working for Apple? Yeah. Well, it'd be better if I were getting the kind of pay raise that I was told to expect three years ago. Yeah. And then the job that I went and interviewed with, the CEO was like, well, um, how much do we need to pay you? Right. And he and I said, well, I look, we're kind of inventing something out of thin air here. How about you throw something at me and we'll we'll figure something out that works. Right. You know, you you know what I'm worth to you, you know what you can pay, and let's figure it out. It's a negotiation. I get, I get an email that's 10K over what I was hoping for, plus a better commission rate than I was hoping for. And a week into the job, I'd made the company sixty thousand dollars. Nice. I was thrilled. It was great. It was, you know, that that was exactly the 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 valley to to crest kind of experience that I was hoping for yeah. and that everybody should for but you got calls i got a quick a couple quick calls hopefully this thing works with the new audio okay uh, who's this Hello. hi dan it's virginia, in Seattle. Hey, virginia. How are you? virginia i finally got to meet virginia she's a wonderful person how how's everything going with you i'm good but you know what i realized we utterly forgot to take a single like picture while we were hanging out and getting to actually meet yeah kind of thing you're supposed to like tweet out the jackals yeah, it's almost mind. like it never really happened. It's Virginia, Hattie. Uh, hi, Virginia. I know. There's no evidence. All right. So listen, hi, I, I, I hate to do this to you, Virginia, because uh, we, we've, we've got to run. There's something uh, big happening that we've got to, uh, we've got to do. What just, so what's up? What, you were on hold for an hour. Tell me what's going on. How are you? How's everything going? Oh, I just, I just didn't want to be dead to you. So I was just kind of doing my due diligence and making sure that I, that I stayed on Dan's radar and didn't get didn't get shunned you know no one of the things that caller i uh no no hard feeling one of the things (laughs) that you said one of the things you said in the uh in the chat room was that negotiation tactics or or tactics like this don't necessarily work as a woman uh these are male tactics and i would like to hear what your comment was on that it's a really big thing to like unpack and i don't know that i'm the most qualified person to do it but i will say that a lot of there's a lot of evidence supporting that the way women approach these salary negotiations is 
from a weaker place negotiation standpoint wise, like we're less likely to ask for what we want. We're more likely to like let them name the number first and just acquiesce to the low end of that. Like, oh, like we're more likely to sort of doubt our own experience and qualifications. And that's not 100% true for all females, but it's not untrue for all males. But I just think there's, there's a whole lot of weird sociology behind all this stuff. And right. at the end of the day, hearing you guys talk about this, just makes me so glad to not be in the uh, race for like regular jobby jobs anymore because it stresses me out. And I like just naming my rights so much better. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're lucky. And, you know, that's why a lot of people are just so turned off by this whole interview process but you know not everybody has that choice you know some people have to do it some people can't uh, or not yet ready to to go and do their own thing they've got to go and they've got to get a job and you know figure it out yeah I, I might be one of those people and i like it it makes me nervous but it does i think you're right that like the the stuff that you're describing the the gender negotiations, the like tricksiness, all of that happens a lot more the more studier the role is. And right. if you go for companies like five by five or your small indie equivalent, whatever, I think the smaller and more kind of as uh, humane the company is, the less you have to worry about the tactics and the more you can just make it a natural interaction and not have to sweat those those I don't know, hidden meanings behind every question or every strategy or every line on a right. resume. Right. Well, anyway, uh, so pimp, pimp your site a little bit. Where can people go to, to see your business, Virginia? People can find me at thehartographer.com. And um, I'm trying to shake things up a little bit. I think I'm actually going to start doing meetups um, to get people in the same room workshopping their online dating profiles because it's a little, it's a cool way to help more than one person at a time. And I, I think that's my next thing that I'm going to be working on. And eventually, if I come to Austin and visit you guys, which I hope to do, I don't know, sometime soon here, I'll, I'll see if I can do it in Austin in case there's some folks there who want a little cartographer action too. That would be awesome. Well, let us know. Keep it up. We'll do anything we, we can to fun. support you. All right. Take care of yourself. All right. I bye, will. Virginia. Care, bye. All right. Bye. Bye, bye Virginia. Bye, Jackal. Bye. 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 All right. Listen, I know there's people on hold. It's killing me. We, but... Can't I can't be late for this point. I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do one more. I'm sorry for everybody. I know. I hate dumping calls. I hate dumping calls. Who's In this? Next week's all calls. Yeah. All right. Deal. Who's this? Hello. Yeah. Go for it. This is uh, this is Chris. Um, ECC 1977 in the in the. Oh, nice, nice. You had to call in. Yeah, I had to call in. Well, uh, you know, I called in for one thing initially, and then you know, throughout the whole process, had. Um, uh, various thoughts, but I mean, the, the original thing I called in for is I, I did just get downsized to, to one job from two, um, after working the last couple of years, part-time retail and part-time teaching. And so I started this thing, uh, Force five, which is a, um, uh, iBooks magazine. And, and I guess I'm just looking, you know, if you guys have sort of one number one, uh, tip for, for expanding that, cause you know, that's where I'd like to be getting, that extra money that I got from the part of retail job that I lost. Mm. I mean, what's the number one thing you would, you would say? Well, let me turn this back into a question for you. What, what, what do you feel like you can say? What are the things that you feel like you can say? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I've had the, um, I've had experience putting out publications and things before and, uh, and minor, 
regional um, interest from from folks. I had a successful Kickstarter for this thing, um, but I mean, I'm I'm struggling to get uh, to get sales and and get notice uh, beyond the sort of limited network that I have. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out what uh, what the next step is. You know, I tried um, some Facebook ads, some Twitter ads. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'd like to not have to get another, uh, part-time job. I'd like to, you know, be really working on my own thing, but I'm not sure what's, uh, what's the next step. I mean, it sounds like you're going to have to get another one, um, because there's that ramp up time with the, with the part-time thing. I mean, with your own thing, there's ramp up time. Yeah. Uh, and that's the oh, part. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I still have. As I say, I, I have a teaching job that I've continued. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all right. My, my family and I are all right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, I, I think you're right. I think it's the ramp up time. Um, but, uh, I was just curious to see, uh, see if you guys had any, uh, anything beyond, uh, patience. No, I mean, I and that, is, uh, that's, important that's the part that sucks is like the reality is sometimes you just, that's the only answer. Um, the answer is wait, because you you can start your own thing, but it's going to take a while. It's going to take a long, long time. It's almost those overnight success stories are, are so few and far between. You can, you can be the guy who goes and launches the thing and everyone loves it and everyone downloads it. And like three months later, you're kicked back in your chair with your feet up on your desk, watching the cash roll in that happens. But chances are that's not going to happen. It's go, re, reality is it's going to take hard work. It's going to take a lot oh, of of planning and hard work and time. And during that time, not only are you, are you not going to make any money, you're going to spend money and you're going to lose money. And that ramp up is just, it's just going to take so much. You're just going to have to get, you need that, uh, that side thing. You're going to have, you're going to have to do another part-time thing, but it may take some time to do that part side, part-time thing. So in the meantime, be working on stuff. You know what I mean? Be be working on stuff that'll that'll set you up to succeed in that side thing that you want to get done. Listen, I gotta I gotta run. I hate to do it. I gotta let you go. Sorry about that. No problem. All right. Man. Good luck to you. Thank and you. call back and let us know what uh, what happens with you. All right. Will do. All right. Take care. All right. So if you want to, you can follow Moises. Where are you on Twitter these days? What do you do? Twitter at Moises Chu M O I S E S C H I U, which you can find on any of the show pages. For the shows I've got on 5x5. Five five. We'll put Quick those plug. in the links. It's screen time. Screen time. This week's episode, size. I've got a Q&A that I did with the uh, the lead actor from Sci-Fi Channel's Defiance, nice. Grant Bola. If you like Australian accents, you're going to get a lot of it from Grant. Uh, and then Giant Size this week uh, is an episode John and I recorded about villains uh, with a really cool interview on it that uh, I think people are going to enjoy. Very, very cool. So check him out. Uh, those shows and more will be in the show notes at 5x5.tv slash quit slash 40. You can follow Hattie on Twitter. She is Hattie Bird, Hattie H-A-D-D-I-E Bird on Twitter. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. And thanks very much for listening to this show. Thanks very much to Squarespace.com for sponsoring the show. We'll be back next week. Have a good one.